0: Well, good morning. It is good to be with you all here again. Um I don't know if you know, I was right there a few minutes ago. But uh <laughs> but I, I guess I should introduce myself again. Um my name is Alex Goodling and I am here um from Christchurch Mount Airy, which is uh, Matt Makus Church and I know that several of you came up and mentioned that he's been here before, so hopefully you know who he is, but he is the lead pastor over at Christchurch, and I am really excited and happy to be with y'all here today. When, when Albert called me or texted me or whatever it was, um, and said like, "Hey, like, would you be willing to come and speak at our church on singing?" I was like, I jumped at the the, the prospect of being able to do that. I'm a, a little background on me. I'm a music teacher, so singing it kind of runs deep in my veins, <laughs> um, and that's I teach actually down at Covenant Life School. Um, And, uh, so I love singing, I love to talk about singing, I love to talk about singing in the ways we can glorify God and what God gives us through our singing. So that is what I'm going to be talking to you about today is just, I think it's on the front of your bulletins, why we sing. And there are lots of things that we think about when we think about, when we think, when we think about singing, okay, yeah, when we think about singing, I think we think of a lot of things, don't we? I think we can think about, oh, we sing praise to God, Right? And we sing praise because of who He is and what He's done. I think we can all think of like, oh, well, when we sing, like maybe do we clap our hands sometimes or maybe some of us shout. <clears throat> and then we, we, we sing, right, to, to God. And the reality of the fact that in a congregation, it's, it's a unique opportunity for us to come together and sing also to one another. So that might be a newer concept to, to some of you guys, but whenever we sing, we're directed to Scripture, and this is not where we're going to spend a lot of our time today, but we are directed in Scripture that we sing to encourage and build up one another. So this morning, I'm going to talk from Ephesians, though, and just talk about primarily another reason to sing, and what we find in our Ephesians passage, which I'm going to read here in just a minute, is that we sing to be filled with the Spirit. We sing to be filled with the Spirit. So let me pray here, and then we will jump in to our word this morning. Lord, we thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for just your your family, God, and just that we <clears throat> we can come together, and it doesn't matter where we are, God, but that you are here with us. And, Spirit, you are active and that you are moving amongst us. And, Father, I pray that you would move amongst us today. Spirit, that you would pour yourself out now as we hear from your word, as we sing a little bit later as well. God, just that you would be active, that you would be moving, that you would be meeting us, God, where we need to be met. Lord, you know where each one of us in this room is in relevance to you, in relevance to this world, in relevance to what, what our heart is feeling, what our emotions are. God, I just pray that you would... By your Spirit, just pour out yourself this morning, God. Meet us where we each are at, Lord, and you know, and you know that's and you know that where we are. So, Father, I pray that you would move, that you would work, that you would give me the words to say this morning, that uh, that your word would go forth and that people would be blessed by the reading of your word and the hearing the preaching of your word this morning. You know, we pray, Amen, Amen. So, I'm getting my water before we jump into our passage which is Ephesians 5. I want to take a look at the foundation of Ephesians as a whole book. And actually we went over this whole book in Christchurch a number of years ago. Uh but it, we need to really establish a foundation to build on I think before we talk about being filled with the spirit and there's 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 a few things I think there are themes that run throughout the book of Ephesians. And so we're going to start first in Ephesians 1, 9 through 10, and then we're going to jump over to um, Ephesians 5, which is where we're going to spend the majority of our time today. So, um, Brandon, did I give you Ephesians? Yes, I did. So, Ephesians 1, 9 and 10 says this making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. To unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So we see in here, we see he set forth in Christ a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things. This passage clearly states that being united to Christ is essential for us as Christians. And I think what we're going to find today is that the Spirit is the one that helps and that drives our uniting in Christ. So with that in mind, as we move forward, let's jump into Ephesians 5. Now, Ephesians 5, um, verses, uh, <coughs> excuse me, verses 15 to 20 is what we're going to spend a lot of our time in today. And I don't know if you guys have Bibles or not, but if you do, you may open Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 20. It says this, and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if we could focus for a minute. Now, I told you I'm a teacher, right? So, I like group participation. (laughs) So, If we can look for just a moment at verses 15 to 17, I'll read them again, but as I read them, I want you to figure out or look for what Paul is commanding and instructing us to do in verses 15 through 17. There are three things that I want you to look for, and then I'm going to quiz you. And you get a grade, because I'm a teacher, so I give you grades. So, it says this, "...look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise." Making the best use of time because the days are evil, therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do you guys have Bibles with you? you can see that. So does anybody see anybody want to take a shot at one of the three things that we might see in that passage? Okay, look carefully, look carefully how we walk, right? So we want to walk, how wisely right so good look carefully walk wisely that's the first one so someone said it i think yes make the best use of our time right make the best use of our time so you have walk wisely make the best use and there's one more thing in there do not be foolish um that's a, that's a that's one of them yep understanding the will of the lord, right? And foolish like fills right in that because if we're walking wisely, we're going to understand what the will of the lord is and not be foolish. So you got walk wisely, we got make the best use of our time and discern his will for us. Now I have a question for you regarding these. It's a rhetorical question, so you don't have to answer because I think I know the answer already. But do you want these things in your life? Do you want to walk wisely with the lord? Do you want to make the best use of your time? Do you want to discern His will? I know I do, right? You, we, 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 those are the things, those are like almost fundamental to us, right? It goes right to the heart of, hey, what are we doing here? <laughs> well, we want to walk wisely. We want to make the best use of our time, right? We're on, this sh- we're, on, we're on this earth for a short amount of time. We want to use it to the best that we can. And I think what we're going to find from our passage today is that those are great and good things, but you can't do those things without the Spirit of God in you. I think to do those things, we we can't leave God out of it. We can't do it without Him. I think we're going to fail every single time. And so that's where we come to our first point. It's already up there. We sing to be filled with the Spirit. And just so you know, we're going to take some time at the end today, and that's why we had a shorter couple of songs at the beginning. We're going to do three songs at the end. Um, so as we're talking uh, today, this morning, and you know, going through this, just think of that like we're going to get a chance to kind of directly apply at the end of today. And um, I love singing, so I- I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to hear what the rest of God's Word has as well. But number one, we sing to be filled with the Spirit. So, the first question that we, are, we really need to establish is this. Who is the Spirit? Who is the Spirit of God? Because I think there are a lot of weird things out there about who the Spirit is. And there's a lot of good things as well. But there's a lot of like, well, wh- who is he? What is he? Well, I'm not sure. Okay, and there's a guy named Wayne Grudem. And if you don't know who Wayne Grudem is, he's really, 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 really smart. <laughs> and he wrote a book called Systematic Theology, and it's like this thick. And um, it's, it's basically the, the theology of the Bible and doctrines and stuff like that. And he says this about the Trinity. It says, and I think we have this, the Trinity is distilled into the following three statements. God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. And to sum it up, in short, in the one God, there are three separate, co-equal persons. So I think we can take from this, and that's that's summative of many passages in Scripture, and we can take from this, the Holy Spirit, number one, is God. He's not an accessory. He's not the extra on the side. No, the Holy Spirit is God. That is largely undisputed. Now, the thing that where, where people start to trip up on some things is, is, is the next part, and that is that the Spirit is a person. He's not a mystical being. He's not the force. He's not a creature, like animal. And I think this is clear because in many places in Scripture, He is referred to as Him. And within the Greek words, or the whatever words, it would, it would be the same as if I were to say, you know, the man, Jared. It's the man, the Spirit of God. The person, the Spirit of God. God. He is a person. And not only is He a person, but He is equal to Jesus and God the Father. And a lot of people widely accept the Trinity as a premise, but they're like, well, you know, we say the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and that's kind of the order, like the most powerful. No, that's not accurate. They are equal in all things. We say it in that order just because that's the way it, it is, right? So, you could start with the Spirit, you know, the Spirit of God, Jesus, and the Father. Or you could say, Jesus, the Spirit, and the Father. Any of those ways are appropriate when speaking about the Trinity. And you may be wondering, like, well, is that really completely accurate? Like, is He really a person? And right before our passage this morning in Ephesians 4, I think there is some clear evidence of this. And it... If you're a person, you have emotions. And in Ephesians 4, verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can be grieved, and that's sorrow and distress. So you can grieve the Holy Spirit. That's a a person attribute, right? Right? The fruits of the spirits, here's more, more evidence. The fruits of the spirits are emotions, aren't they? In large part. Not entirely, but they are emotions. Joy, peace, we can be peaceful, right? Patience, kind, that's a human attribute, kindness. So we are filled with those things when we are filled with the spirit. And you can be filled with all those things as well when you sing. So the Holy Spirit is a person, He is fully God, and He is an equal part of God. Now, stepping back into our text for a moment, Paul juxtaposes, or he compares, the Spirit with a negative illustration, a negative illustration of being drunk. And this is, when, when I look at this passage, <laughs> this is one of like, this is a this is a passage that's hotly debated as to what it is to say. And so I've prayed much over this, and I believe that the Lord has given me the right words to say, but I think the reason Paul uses this negative illustration is, like I said, to compare all those good things that the Spirit can give us, that the Spirit can do for us next to this negative of being drunk. So let's consider for a moment, what happens when someone is drunk? I think all of us have had either some type of interaction, or we've seen something, seen the effects of someone who has consumed too much alcohol, or whatever, right? We lose control. We lack inhibition. Our self-control goes out the window a lot of the time, doesn't it? Right? The, the very word debauchery is referring to the senses, what we can see, taste, feel, touch, hear. When so we're drunk, we want all those things. It's an overload of all those senses. and It's just like whatever we can kind of access first, oh, this makes me feel good. I can touch this. Let me touch it. Oh, this, makes, this sounds really good. Let me listen, you know, and that's what we react to. So our inhibitions are gone, and we make poor decisions, I think, oftentimes. And I think those decisions, when compared to God and the Spirit, oftentimes are not in line with what God wants us. At the very least, and perhaps even at their worst, are in direct opposition to what God calls us to. We use words for drunk people, don't we? Oh, he he was happy. He was a happy drunk. He was he was a sad drunk. Right? <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe he was an angry drunk. But happy, sad, angry, these are all what? emotions. Yep, there you go. You feel free to call out. I love when people call out. Like I said, I'm a teacher, so I like to interact. Um, they're all emotions. And emotions, I think, overlap a lot with moods, don't they? Right? Our emotion oftentimes dictates what our mood is. And I think Paul uses that illustration of drunkenness because it impacts our emotions and our mood. But here's the amazing thing. You know what else impacts our mood? Singing. Singing. Singing impacts our mood. And this is something that has actually scientifically proven. Music actually has the opposite effect of a drunkard, of, of consuming too much alcohol. Music acts as a natural antidepressant, as opposed to alcohol, which acts as a depressant. There are studies that say music is not only an emotional experience, but when we listen to music, our brain actually releases oxytocin. This is the way God designed us. When we listen to music, when we sing music, our brain releases a pleasure-inducing thing, oxytocin, which makes us feel good in our soul and in our heart, as well as the possibility to be physically lifted. And it's increased all the more when we sing. Isn't that just, that's just amazing. God designed our brains so that when we sing to Him, when we sing, we can experience feeling goodness. We can experience joy. We can experience peace and patience. No wonder God commands us to sing. We're designed so that when we sing, we're able to be filled with that experience and experience the goodness of God. We're able to experience His grace and His goodness through us. We seek the Spirit so that God fills our minds and is in control. Not lacking inhibition, not out of control, but in control by the Holy Spirit. And although Paul uses negative illustrations here, there are clear positive illustrations, and actually we're going to go all the way back to the Old Testament. So this isn't something new that was just like, oh, Paul is penning for the first time. No, no, no. Singing is referenced many, many, many times all the way back in the Old Testament. And the people who Paul was talking to would have known this. And so, uh, just a couple of examples here. If we go to 2 Kings 3, verse 15, and this is Elisha speaking, it says, but now bring me a musician. And then it says, and when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon him. And Elisha here is actually wanting to prophesy to the people. It's not just like, it's not even just like feeling good. It's like, no, I want a musician so that I can speak words of encouragement and speak grace over God's people. So you see the power that music can have? Another one is 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 5 and 6. And this is when Samuel was anointing Saul and the procession. And he says this After that, this is a long one, so stick with me for a second. After that, you shall come to Gibeath Elohim. Where there is a garrison of the Philistines. And there, as soon as you come into the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with instruments harp, tambourine, flute, lyre. Before them, there's that word again prophesying, speaking good things to God's people. Then the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man those last few words that's that's kind of the crux isn't it That's it's easy to skip over those the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you and you will be turned into another man one of the clearest evidences of this I think is later on in the book of Acts right when the disciples were waiting upon the Lord and the Spirit rushed upon them. And they spoke in tongues and they prophesied and they spoke the good news to everyone. Isn't that amazing? That's that's what singing can do. That's what the power of the Spirit, when we are filled with him, can do. So this point at this point I think we all hopefully can agree Right, the language of this passage denotes being filled with the Spirit. But here's here's the next part of it, and this is going to be number two. It specifies that it is not a one-time filling by the Spirit, but a continuous filling. So we sing to be continuously filled. It's not just sing to be filled with the Spirit once. We sing to be continuously filled. And in in the Greek here, there are... Two ways biblically defined when speaking about the Spirit and being filled with Him. And this is why our singing, on so, our singing on Sunday is so important. Because it's a way that we are continuous in asking for the Spirit to fill us. So the two ways biblically that we are to be filled with the Spirit are sealed and filled. And again, we can reference Ephesians And I think we have this, Ephesians 1 13 and 14. We see evidences of being sealed with the Spirit. It says, In Him, speaking of Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. That's the point of conversion, friends. So when you are filled with the Spirit, when you are sealed with Him for the first time, that is when you are declared righteous before God. You are born again in that moment. Amen is is right. That is, that is a, such an amazing mystery and goodness of God revealed, isn't it? We are sealed in Christ. We are marked as God's. We are born again. And none of that, but we are guaranteed inheritance. Don't miss that. We cannot lose our inheritance. Once we are sealed with the Spirit, that is ours. Once God says, you are mine, nothing can come between us and God. Once you have placed your faith in Him. We cannot be continuously filled with the Spirit Without this first sealing. But, but when you are born again and sealed for the first time, here's the amazing thing there's more filling to be done. There's more that God wants to give you. He wants to give you more power, He wants to give you more of Himself. You're only getting more of a good thing. I think we all agree we want more of a good thing. Yes? Amen? Right? Yeah, absolutely. We want more of a good thing. And the reality for us is we need fresh fillings of the Spirit of God, not only even on Sunday mornings, but every single day. I want to tell you a story because I love stories and I love telling stories, and I love telling stories about me because they're about me, and I like to talk about myself. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, But uh, a number of you may remember that we used to have a conference called uh it's been called a number of things but it was for young adults when, when I the reference that I'm making is one was called New Attitude. Um and there's a story that I have from that when uh me and my friends so there were there were three guys and we had gone to New Attitude together and we were coming home and we're driving along and we were <laughs> my my buddy had like I don't know why, because he's actually a little bit taller than I am. But he had like the smallest car ever. So he had like a, a geo prism. I don't know if any guys know what that is. But it's like this te- it's like the equivalent of like a Toyota Corolla from like, you know, nineteen ninety-three or something like that. So it's just like, oh, here we are. Okay. So we're driving this car, like there's three guys, we have all and we're packed to the gills, right? Because we like slept on the floors, so we have pillows, sleeping bags, all of our stuff, everything like that. And we're coming home and we're kind of like on the tie and we're driving down the road, and we're driving down the road, you know, and all of a sudden, boom. Like the, probably the loudest thing, uh, the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life, because it sounded like a gunshot. It was the tire that blew, and so the tire blew on on. And I've never heard a tire blow that loud. I've heard lots of tires blow. I've never heard that uh, one that that loud. And we got out of the car and we come to realize that the 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 tread had actually separated entirely from the tire. So there was no – this was not like a little hole. It was like this part of the tire was gone. And we had the sides but no top. And it was – I mean, it had just – it did. It sounded like a gunshot went off. And so we're getting out, and we we get out, and we get out the jack. We're like, okay, well, I guess we got to unload everything from the, from the trunks. So we pull all of our stuff out of the trunk. We put it alongside the road. And we get out the tire iron, and we're working this thing. And we're going, we can't get it. We can't We get can't, we not can't. So finally at one point it's just like, all right, I'm just going to really go for this. And it was me, and I went like this, and I just went like this really, really hard, leaned a lot of my way out and went, blink, and the iron broke. <laughs> the tire iron actually broke. So here we are sitting alongside the road. Uh, we're like, what the heck are we going to do? We can't even get the dumb tire off the car. How are we going to get home? There was high anxiety at that point of just like, you know, we had, we had driven, many of our friends had flown, but we were poor college students, we're like, nope, we're going to drive it, so like, we had left, and there was nobody in sight, and this was like a desert, and that wasn't a deserted highway, but there were very few cars come by, and you know, I had taken my guitar along, and one of my good friends, his name is Andrew, he just says, you know what, guys, let's, let's just get out the guitar, let's, let's just sing, let's just sing, and so we got out the guitar, and I was like, this is, This is crazy. Like, you know, p- cars are flying by us whenever they pass us at like 75, 80 miles an hour, and we're sitting on the guardrail going like, "La, la la, you know, people have got to think we're nuts, right? <laughs> so um, So you know, but it, I- I'll tell you this: we got the guitar out, or I got the guitar out, and we just said,' let's, let's just sing to God, and let's just give this over to him." And as soon as we started singing, there was a peace, and our anxiety was removed and there was a peace and we were in that moment i believe filled with the spirit of god and god gave us that power to overcome the temptation to be anxious about what was going on about how we're going to get home and to just rest in his grace and recognize god's in sovereign god is sovereign god is in control right and and you know just so you know cuz i don't like leaving cliffhangers we did end up getting home that day it was actually a um a police officer ended up showing up and I don't know what he thought because we were like, in, you know, we were singing to God and we were like, hey, this is great. And so I think he thinks probably that we're singing to something else and <laughs> I don't know what he thought we were on. But, <laughs> but I have a feeling because he, he got out of his car, he's like, are you guys okay? You know, we're like, oh, man, well, you know, our tire blew and everything. And we did end up, he had a tire and we were able to get, um, get the tire replaced. And we actually ended up. And here's the cool part about the story. We actually ended up, because we had to go get the tire replaced and change everything, catching up with all of the trucks that had come from the conference. So, and these were people that we knew well. So, we ended up getting back on the highway, and lo and behold, right there were the trucks. And so, we ended up being able to drive home with them, and we ended up having dinner with them and everything like that. And God just worked all those things out. And, you know, if we had just continued to be anxious and, like, fret, like, I don't know what would have happened. But it was so clear, God's fingerprints on that situation. It was so obvious that the Spirit was filling us in those moments. So friends, do you want that power? Do you want the power to fight anxiety? Do you want the power to do everyday things, to fight temptation? Parents, and there are, I thought I saw a couple kids, kids there. do you need the Spirit to not get angry? Do you need the spirit to not yell at mom and dad, maybe kids, or parents to not get impatient with your kids and yell at your kids? I do. <laughs> I know that for sure. Do you want the power not to lie, to fight temptation in those moments? Do you want the power to do your best and not be lazy at your job? Maybe, maybe some of you here this morning just need the power to get through another, another day. Maybe you rolled over in bed this morning and you're like, I don't want to get up. Be filled with the Spirit. Pray for fillings of the Spirit. Sing to God to be filled with the Spirit. This is, I think, why God commands us to sing, because it is a unique way that we can be filled. So maybe you're here and you don't even necessarily want to sing. God can meet you in that. I know another, I'm going off script, but, <laughs> but another personal story, like my mom had a great voice and she um, a number of years ago had a spinal fusion and that really messed up a lot of her vocal cords and things like that and she really struggled for a while to be able to sing and she still hasn't regained all of the ability to be able to sing but I know that when she does sing to God, that she doesn't she doesn't care that she can't sing all that great. She doesn't care that she can't sing perfectly because she's being filled with God. So sing to be filled with the spirit, friends. We're given power to do it right. What's right? Not only that, but we are reminded of Christ. I think I think that's yet another way that we are filled with the spirit is we're reminded of Christ and what he's done and how he's working in our lives. Remember our first three things, walk wisely, best use of the time, discerning God's will. We are given power to live those things out in our lives. And I think another way that we can be continuously filled to give thanks is oh sorry, is by giving thanks. Did you notice verse 20 we read this, I I was a little confused, because I was like, we're going through all this stuff, and all of a sudden we get to, you know, 19 says, addressing one another in Psalms and hymn, making spiritual songs, singing, doing all these things, great, fantastic. And then we get to 20, and it's giving thanks. I was just like, this kind of came out of, in my brain anyways, it kind of came out of nowhere. But I think as I I studied this, and I, I looked in context of everything, I realized our tendency a lot of the time is to grumble and complain, is it Not. That's our tendency, and our tendency is not to give thanks. In Ephesians 4.30 that we referenced earlier, right? when we complain and we grumble, we grieve the Spirit. And when we grieve someone, we are less likely to be in harmony with them, aren't we? So when we grieve the Spirit, we complain. When we grumble, we have less of the Spirit in us. So if we are continuously to be filled by singing thankfulness to God, that will fight actively that, that tendency to grumble and complain. So, f- friends, don't walk away this morning with the mindset that says, I'm filled with the Spirit by singing, but only on Sunday mornings. We aren't called to live for God only on Sunday mornings, are we? It's, it's a lifelong mission to go and preach the gospel to those. And likewise, we don't need the power of God only on Sunday mornings. We need it all the time. Of course, we come together and sing in a unique way, to be, in a unique corporate way to be filled, as is, as is right, and we should do that. It's a unique way of singing. But just like being filled with God and seeking the Lord shouldn't be limited to one day on Sunday, don't let your singing be limited there either. Sing to the Lord often. We all sing in the shower. Even if you don't want a minute, we all do it, right? Take a moment, sing to God in the shower. Friends, enjoy the grace that comes from singing to God. We want more of a good thing, don't we? Enjoy grace, enjoy God's goodness by singing to him often with faith that he will fill you. I'm going to transition a little bit to our our third point, and that is we sing to be filled in many ways. And We've heard a lot of exegesis from the Scriptures today, and these are just maybe some some practical ways and explaining a little bit more what Paul is talking about here. So we sing in many ways to be filled. Verse 19 says this, specifically psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's what what Paul says. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord, with your heart. Now, psalms and hymns here certainly would include Old Testament writings, like the book of Psalms, um, and the song, you know, uh, but I would say that these are not limited to only those. These would include all songs of praise, and this is honestly why we choose to sing some songs and not others, because there are thousands, as, as, as someone who leads singing both at my church, and then as well in chapels on a weekly basis at my school, like there are a bazillion Christian songs out there, right? But not all of them are the greatest of songs. <laughs> so I know that as I, you know, as Albert and I have spoken over the years, like we share songs sometimes It's say, oh, this is a great song. I think your church would benefit from this. And so we choose wisely what songs we sing. And that's not to say that you can't listen to other music. I'm not saying that at all. So like, don't, don't hear me saying that. But, My question would be, is do you have a steady diet of Jesus songs in your library too? Do you have those? Are you actively pursuing those? Choose to sing those songs, friends. Choose to sing those songs. And I want to take a look a little bit more in depth at spiritual songs. Now, spiritual songs, in context here, are songs that are from the Spirit freshly filling us and from His influence in our lives. Scriptures, both old and new, often refer to this as singing a new song. Psalm 96.1 says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. And likewise in Revelation 5.9, And they sang to the Lord a new song. Right? So spiritual songs, I think we can call them spontaneous songs. And I think they are generally for the church at large. And as I've spoken to Albert in, in preparation for this week, um, we're going to get just a little bit into spontaneousness, and, and then into, into prophecy, just as well, just just briefly. And he, he was saying that he's been so encouraged over the past uh, few months that you guys have begun to step up more in that. And he thinks that he just wanted me to encourage you to continue to step up. And this is one way you can do it, and it doesn't have to be anything great and amazing, but these would mainly be spontaneous songs, speaking praises, calling to God, declaring who He is, and what He has done in a free and uninhibited manner. Now, I did a little bit of it this morning, and we're going to get a chance to maybe uh, apply this a little bit later, Um, just to give you an example, right, of what this might sound like. We're going to sing the song, um, Great Are You, Lord. Are you... Uh, i got to find the key. (laughs) (laughs) You bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore. Heart that is broken, right? Great are you, Lord. And we may want you to do, you are great, oh God. You've done wondrous things for us. You've saved us from death, you've broken the chains of sin, we've conquered the grave. Holy are you, God, right? So spontaneous song is simply singing or oh, lost my mic singing or it could even really in my opinion I think it could even be speaking those things but during our time of singing you just be like you know praise you God for what you've done and these things in my life or or those so it might be shouts of joy or singing triumphantly at times and there also might be times where it's where it's a quiet woman of just like you might sing yourself or you might just say something quietly, a, a prayer. I think our shouts of praise, as well, and clapping, can fall under this category of spontaneous song and music to God. Right? We'd sometimes clap to God. Um, you know, it's it's like uh, we, we we have this thing of clapping, and I don't I don't know. It's like oh, we always clap this way, right? <laughs> it's just like. I've seen other people that clap just spontaneously like this. It's what we do sometimes at the end of songs. Like I, th- I would encourage you guys to feel free to do those types of things in amidst when we are singing. Shout praise to Him, clap to God, raise your hands, all those things. Spiritual songs take these forms often, I think. And I think they are, in general, much more broad categories for all of us to think about. There's also something that we would call prophetic song, and I would say that this is more limited in its scope in terms of the gifting that you have, not necessarily in who it reaches. I think in who it reaches, it can be potentially broader, but uh, I, I would place this as a as a spiritual gift on the same level of a prophetic word, right? But I think you have to be able to like sing to be able to do it. So that would be a caveat that I would have. So if you're going to have a prophetic song, you want to be able to sing what you are going to say. Right, and then both of our Old Testament passages, again, this isn't something new, they both referred to prophesying, did they not? Both in 1 Samuel and in Kings, Elisha and Samuel prophesying over God's people. And these aren't, these aren't mutually exclusive things. You can't only have a prophetic word or only have a prophetic song. No, they they are one of the same. They are two sides, friends, of the same song, of the same thing, of prophetic word from God. And just like any prophetic word, however, these are not a command from God. They are not an addition to His Scripture and they should be tested and weighed against Scripture for their validity. We never want to just accept automatically necessarily what somebody comes up and says when they say, you know, oh, I think God is saying these things. And that may be accurate, and that may be the Spirit filling them, but we want to make sure that we are weighing whatever God is saying against His Word and against His character and who He is. So that we do not fall into issues where, well, God told me to do this. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, does that really go along with what God's Word says? Is that accurate? So, with all prophetic word, including prophetic songs, weigh them against Scripture for validity. So, as I said, um, you know, just again in speaking with Albert, with you, uh, you know, he said that this is w- another way that you guys have just recently been stepping out, and I would just encourage you. This is another way that you can share God's grace, that you can build up the church, and that's why singing together like this is such a unique time, because it is a place where we can build up the body. Singing alone is fantastic. Singing with a small group of people at your house, something like that, is is great. But there's something unique about the time that we have here together, as a congregation where we can sing to one another. As we sing to God, we can encourage those around us by what we are singing. So I think it's clear that there are many ways to sing and be continuously filled with the Spirit. And I I would say, I I, I think I can safely say that if you're seeking to be filled with the Spirit of God, there's not even necessarily a wrong way to sing. I think you should sing how you feel God would want you to sing. And that if you are giving that over to Him, and if your heart is in the right place of, I want to honor God, I want to praise Him by what I'm going to sing right now, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong way to do that. But I think one of the, one of the just cautions that you want to have is, and one of the questions that you want to ask yourself is, as you sing, as you seek to be filled with the Spirit, would you call yourself that person? person who is filled with the Spirit? Are your actions, are your thoughts, are they controlled by God or are they controlled by something else? Do you long for those moments of being filled with the Spirit, for the Spirit to rush on you and turn you into a new person, to change your heart? Do you long for the grace of God to be poured out in your life? Do you want to be united in Christ? Do you want to be more like Him? This morning, tomorrow, next week. I think, I think that is a helpful question for us to ask of ourselves at all times. So I'm just going to close with a couple of follows to so that. Friends, do you want the fruits of the Spirit? And sing to God. Do you ever wake up spiritually exhausted from things? Sing to God to be filled with the Spirit. Maybe some of you are here this morning and you're feeling far away from God. Or maybe the opposite is true. Maybe you feel really close to God right now. But in either case, sing to be filled with more of God. Sing to be filled with His Spirit. Are you ever discouraged? Sing to God, to be filled with the Spirit. And ultimately, do you want to be more like Jesus? Sing. Sing to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, and then we are going to sing. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift of singing. We thank you that you chose to give us this gift, God, that you designed us to be able to sing praises to you, that that would bring joy to our hearts, that would bring peace to our hearts. God, I pray for us in this room, God, that we would be anticipatory in expecting you to work and filling us with fresh fillings of your Spirit, not only on Sunday mornings, but every day. God, that we would wake up and that we would be reminded that we want to live for You. God, that we would be reminded that we need Your power in our lives. Lord, that we wouldn't be tempted to do it on our own, but that we would eagerly anticipate the filling of Your Spirit through singing, through giving thanks, through calling out and leaning on Your power. So, Father, I pray now even as we sing these next three songs, God, that you would pour out your spirit even now, that you would fill us afresh, that you would give us new things, new ways to express your grace and build up the church. Father, that you would meet us in new and unique ways that you know we need to be met in. Father, I pray that we would be passionate, that we would be joyful in our singing. God, that you would draw near to those who need to be drawn near to today that you would remind us of your goodness your kindness of your love we thank you for your we thank you for your love god we thank you for your love Hear we pray amen